Blog Talk Radio. to the Frontier Beyond Fear. I'm Susan Larison-Dance, and today is Saturday, November 25th, 2023. Welcome to those of you listening live. I'm actually doing this show at a slightly different time today, um, a bit earlier in the day. Normally, um, this show is at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio every Saturday, and I'm welcoming those of you who may be joining in. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio, for featuring this show um, in the top slot under live and upcoming shows right now. So yes, welcome those of you discovering this show this morning, um, or whatever time it may be for you. Um, I welcome those of you worldwide listening either live or across time on various syndicates, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. I appreciate all of the syndicates, and I appreciate all of you, no matter when or where, and especially when or where you are listening, because together we are here across time across space, in the energy of this show, in the energy of our hearts, connected through the omnipresent divine. Today, um, first at the outset, I would like to honor the life of someone who had a real impact on me. Um, And what's so interesting is I realized, I was reminded to do this this morning after I chose the title of today's episode, which is Empowering Choices. And this is a person who made a very courageous and empowered choice and also encouraged me to continue to do the same. And this is the Reverend Carlton D. Pearson, um, who um, transitioned in the past week from cancer, sadly. Um, Though every life is here, we are here as souls as long as we are intended to be. And, you know, I'm sure that on this side of the veil, Carlton would have felt that his work was not done. And we all feel that when we're working in the passions of our hearts. And Carlton D. Pearson, um, who lived between his March 19, 1953, to November 19, 2023, I have a quote from him, and then I'm going to tell you his story briefly as I know it and how he had an influence on me. Here is a quote. Belief compelled through fear is not belief. It is blind and forced obedience. Carlton Pearson was an evangelical minister of a very large church in Oklahoma. He was also a gospel music artist. He was involved in very large events um, related to um, an evangelical ministry at that time. And Carlton, who has been on this show in the past a couple times, um, he um, had a realization. He had an epiphany. In fact, I believe it was around the holidays, as I recall, and I'm just retelling this as I remember it, is he saw 
In fact, I wonder if it really was around Thanksgiving. I think it may have been, because those of you in other parts of the world, in the United States, we just celebrated Thanksgiving, and we can be thankful for the courage of this man and his life. Carlton was observing the suffering of people in Africa, and he is an African-American minister. Um, He had a realization that these people could not possibly be going to hell, Um, that that just did not make any um, empathic sense. And so he had the courage to preach one Sunday morning to a very large church, which he led, that he could no longer believe that hell exists. That was an empowering choice, and it had consequences, but they needed to happen for him. Perhaps, you know, when you look back, it's, I don't know what his situation, perhaps materially it had consequences in those days because that's something I had intended to talk about um, as well today, um, and we'll get into that later, as to there can be effects to our choices, but we need to look back at why the choice was made and where in the space of our hearts We made that choice. So ultimately, Carlton Pearson was thrown out of his church. Um, His congregation did not go along with his new found realization. Um, Perhaps some did. I don't know. But for the most part, he had to leave. And that then led to a journey for him spiritually that no doubt continued to this very time Um, before he left the earth from this particular life. And all of his life after that involved opening up to new spiritual ideas. And he also, towards the end, was trying to merge things that were very meaningful to him in his spiritual experience, Um, having been um, in um, you know a, a charismatic evangelical church that um, I know that he was um, in experientially um, creating things that um, were more empowering and filled with love and yet also incorporated some things that were very meaningful to him and others so I just want to take a moment here to honor his life since he did pass away within the last week since I had my last episode of this program. And somehow it feels timeless. In fact, I looked at the calendar. I thought, gosh, did I not mention it last week? Because it feels like it's been a while. Um, A family member told me um, that he had heard about this. And I do want to also say, how did Carlton Pearson impact me? Well, I also made an empowering choice one day. And I, many years ago, as I've spoken before on this show, used to write on the Oprah Forum and in other places. And I wrote about hell because I had, um, and other concepts, I too had a realization ahead of all of this that it wasn't possible to be happy in or experience what people conceive of as heaven with loved ones in hell. Um, And so I posed this question, and it was rather bold on an evangelical, it was kind of a, um, it was an apologetics Forum where people would discuss different topics, and that day I was rather bold, and it was all I was under bridge builder. In those days, you went into forums, and you were not encouraged to speak as yourself. You actually did have some kind of label that you chose for yourself, and mine was bridge builder. So I went to this forum, 
and I may not be remembering the exact title because this was many years ago, almost 20 years ago now. Um, and But the concept was if hell exists, everyone is going there. Because my premise was you couldn't possibly experience the, tr- the joy and the peace of traditional heaven if hell existed. And not even just if loved ones were there, but even other people who you didn't even know. Because in this world, we can't, um, we can't even conceive. That would be considered very barbaric, the things that are attributed to hell. Even in our world today, I mean, it would be shocking and barbaric. And yes, there have been other people on my show who have talked about hell, um, a Christian universalist came on at one point he'd done a lot of work with this and um, Carlton Pearson started out as a universalist then he went into new thought and I'm not quite sure where he ended up because it was an exploration for him his spiritual journey as it can be for all of us Um, so how I met Carlton eventually I wrote the similar question I was led to the Oprah forum which was more visible as Bridge Builder, which ultimately led to this show. And I also wrote about um, unconditional love and how I felt about it, and we would have honest discussions about beliefs. And I did pose, not quite in the same way, not as declaratively, but it was essentially the question of how could you be happy in heaven with loved ones in hell? And over the years, and over on that apologetics forum, it was one of the most replied to posts. And I would spend so much time discussing the answers with people. I I spent a lot of time on both that forum and the Oprah forum, and there were other topics on Oprah. But And it was also, it ended up on the Oprah front page, and along with some other topics we were talking about that I had introduced, or topics I was participating in as um, bridge builder. And eventually I saw, um, I don't know how I came across Carlton Pearson's story, but I saw that he was coming um, to near where I lived, and I wanted to go see him. So, And I didn't usually do this. But I felt like I really wanted to go see him. And so that day, I know I was running late. Um, I, you know, I, I, gosh, when would, would that have been? I mean, I had um, a fairly, you know, um, I was very active as a mom at that time. And my life was very full of responsibilities. And um, I'm trying to think if I was still working when this occurred, I Maybe it was beyond my corporate. No, no, I think actually, yes, I was still working. It was towards the end of my corporate career, and in that time I was in a position of great responsibility on an executive floor, um, leading communications for, um, um, for, for this engineering, for all of engineering worldwide for this company that I was in. It was a tremendous opportunity and a significant position. Um, so somehow, and it was on the weekend, I was able to get away and find my way, which was not super close, to a place I'd never been to see Carlton Pearson. And I was so late I got there. There were no spaces around. Right as I got there, someone pulled out right in front of, um, I don't know if it was a church or more of a meeting hall kind of a place. It was kind of in its own space where this was. So synchronicity was with me right at the beginning. So I get a space right as I arrive, um, thinking I would have to walk a long way, but I didn't. I walk in, there are, the place is full, and then there's a seat right at the back. And so I sat in the back, and I listened to his story, and I was very touched by his honesty and how in his family there had been so so much anguish over some loved ones who um, were thought to be in hell and um, just how much anguish that concept causes. Um, You know, you love your loved ones. And that actually um, motivated part of my discussion, um, you know, and so a long time ago, a similar concept, although not nearly um, the anguish that had been caused 
in 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 his situation. So then after he was done giving his talk, he walked out to the back and he was waiting for people to come just like a minister would, you know, in a church as they leave, they come and and he was going to greet the people. Well, I immediately went out into the hall where he was because I was sitting right in the back because of how I had arrived so late. And I had come, I had printed out my post from the Oprah forum that had been on the front page of the Oprah site, and I handed him the post. And I talked to him just a little because the rest of the people were coming, and I think I I told him a little bit about it. And and he was very kind and and um, very loving and accepting of what I had to say. And later. Um, he, I can't remember if I then wrote to him and said I'm the one who handed this to, or if he just wrote to me. But he had a way to contact me, and I got into direct contact with him afterwards, and that led to some really amazing things. Where, um, um, and by that time, um, at, in fact, it was after my corporate career had ended. It's hard to remember how this all overlaps, but I think it was late in the summer. I'd have to look when I first met him, but by that, a lot of change was going on, and I made some very empowering conscious choices um, at at that time um, related to my corporate career, and um, by the next year, um, I I literally was talking to the, the executive producer, the Emmy Award-winning producer of ABC Nightline, because of Carlton... Um, connecting us together because of an event they were having um, that he was part of. And um, I almost even got on the Oprah show along with some other people because ABC Nightline was advocating for some of us to get on the Oprah show. And that was really, um, I remember her saying to me, her name was Ellie, um, that, um, you know, this, this is probably, you know, um, somewhat intimidating for you because all of us were just writing as um, not our real people. In fact, Oprah wouldn't even let you use your name. You could give, you would give it to the the forum. They had it privately, but they would not allow you to use your name publicly. And this actually came up last week too about how um, it can be much more freeing to speak as, you know, it was much more freeing for me to speak as bridge builder. And yes, it does take courage um, to be as open and honest. And there was moderation in the Oprah forum. So, you know, if something went way over the line or or was threatening or something, they wouldn't allow that. Um, But some other forums um, were were a little bit more active. They were not quite as, as tame. Um, such as the other one I'd been involved in. So anyway, this involved my stepping into my authenticity. Carlton Pearson encouraged this of me, and um, the, I, I actually went to an event in Seattle and was in the audience, which was the ABC Nightline debate on the existence of Satan. And I was talking to Carlton even during like halftime of this debate. He was there with Deepak Chopra, and it was just an amazing, an amazing time. And after that, um, I did um, help him as a volunteer in some ways. Um, I know with with um, some web things, I remember that happened. And then over the years, you know, we didn't really work together. But, yes, he came on this show. And that really led, a lot of that experience led to this show existing at all. Um, which um, this show has been, we're now, I'm now in the 14th year of this show. So I didn't intend to talk, well, actually, it doesn't matter how long I'm talking about it because it deserves the time. Um, But um, I really am thankful for Carlton and his life, and I know that he's with me right now um, where he is. And um, and the fact that really spontaneously, I I realized this morning I needed to talk about what happened. I last saw Carlton um, in 2018. I had gone to an event that he was leading at a church, and um, it just happened to be near where I where I was, 
and I talked to him at that time about some other projects I had um, been involved in. He was very encouraging. That's when I was involved in making a major motion picture um, involving AI and spirituality, and who knows if it'll ever get made. That project kind of changed. There was a movie made about Carlton Pearson, and he I remember him talking about um, his experience with that, and he was very encouraging to me always. So um, I'm glad that I've had this opportunity to publicly thank Carlton Pearson for his influence on my life and on others. And I know, um, and also coming to this show a couple times, and I am truly blessed and honored to have had him in my life in the way that he was and how he tremendously encouraged and helped me um, so that I could step out more as myself, not simply bridge builder, and talk honestly about unconditional love and the omnipresent divine and what 1 Corinthians 13 actually tells us, which I have gone over many times on this program, about love and how it keeps no record of wrongs and that that the divine necessarily must be the most loving force and being imaginable and we are a part of the omnipresent divine it is a part of us and in fact there's another quote that's a little longer i don't have it in front of me that i could have shared with you where carlton pearson expressed that same concept and he he often did so thank you thank you carlton pearson i know that you can hear me i know that you are here and really inseparable now that you are a part consciously of the omnipresent divine um, you are a part of all of us and what we don't realize is we're all a part of each other when we're here too we are inseparable even as we are unique created beloved beings we are both there is no real separation but we are also ourselves and the topic of today's show, which will definitely go into overtime today, which it does, um, is indeed empowering choices. Um, and what motivated me today to select this topic was actually the holidays and how um, those of us in the U.S. here or in this you know, we just had this Thanksgiving holiday and how it can lead us to reflect on choices we have made in our lives and that there can be times in our lives where it feels like we're not making a choice and something's happened and, you know, we're like forced into some situation. Well, there are times in life when unexpected things occur. It is part of our soul journey. But if we go back and we think about those times, or maybe you have regrets, or maybe, you know, sometimes we can have even, um, speaking of the material, things can change. You know, I spoke of, what if I had stayed in the corporate world? Well, I wouldn't have been doing this show, I can tell you that. What if I had never met Carlton Pearson? What if I hadn't made that decision? How much influence did that have on my life? More than... Um, you know, uh, quite a bit. There are a lot of choices that we make, and some of them are small, and some of them are large. But if you go all the way back and you think about, okay, follow the timeline from what if you hadn't made that choice, or what if that situation hadn't happened? Where would you be? Oh, sure, you may see, oh, well, then maybe that adverse thing wouldn't have happened. Well, that's fine. That's, that could be very true. But what came out of that adverse situation? And also, never forget that your choices also involve others around you. We are all here having these soul agreements. Carlton Pearson and I had a soul agreement. Someday I will see him across the veil and we'll discuss you know, however one discusses in that place, I would like to hope that we still have sharing of of um, our 
our real essence and that, you know, we're, I've said many times on this show, we just don't get lost in the ocean. We are actually um, beloved, created beings. And I can't imagine that we wouldn't somehow share as ourselves um, in that space, even as we are changed. Um, just we are probably in at least an extended soul family. Um, I don't know in other situations how we might have interacted, um, but I like to think we'll compare notes. <laughs> we'll think about, you know, that really, even as I speak spontaneously, that choice to go and see him that day and print out what I had written and hand it to him was an important choice in my life. And he became a part of my life at that time, even though in recent years I didn't see him as much, of course, but he still was there as a presence when I was able to see him. And um, it had an influence, his courage. And I'm sure his courage and empowered choice had an influence on many, many people and will continue to have an influence. So, um, and so what else did I want to say about empowered choices? This might, this show may not go too far over. Um, materially, I was thinking about that because it's really easy in this time, especially when there is a lot of challenge financially, um, except for those, you know, who are, who are, um, you know, the people who, who are well-established in the corporate world or, or have whatever uh, resources they have, um, it can feel like um, you think, gosh, you know, it would be so much easier if. But then go back. This is what I want to encourage those of you who are thinking this way to do. Go back and say, well, okay, what if I had made this choice that would have led to more material um, traditional type um, material abundance. You know, in my life, the odd thing about it, this is why I think that our soul journeys are more complex than are often described. In my life, I had much more material abundance when I was not particularly spiritual. There was no association between the two in my life. And, um, and so... I go back and I think, well, you know, you know, that would have really led to harm. Or I think of other situations where I wasn't, um, wasn't even really free to act as myself or grow in the ways that I needed to. And so you make choices and sometimes things happen to you, but look at the results and find a way. And it's not very difficult once you start to look to be thankful, and that does relate to our Thanksgiving holiday here that we just had. You will find that you have gratitude that things went the way they did, or even the difficulties you encountered. I can speak to you honestly from my heart of having had a number of difficulties in my life, um, and that allows me to relate to you more meaningfully and honestly because if I'd never had any challenge, of course, no life has no challenges, but if I hadn't had the particular challenges that I experienced, I wouldn't be here with you in this way. I wouldn't be the same person. And now I'm looking to the new year and some really interesting things are coming into being um, related to my own um, speaking presence, how I will share um, and I'm going to stop for a minute because the live show is close to ending. And I do want to thank those of you for being here live with me. FrontierBeyondFear.com is the website. And you can hear the rest of this episode in the podcast. And I invite you to do so. Um, so, again, um, this show normally airs live Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you to Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show throughout in its top live slot. I really do appreciate that and also under live spirituality. So what else was I intending to say today? Um, I do, I sincerely 
invite you to look at your eye, look at your life through the eyes of empathy. You will find that you have empathy for your own situation throughout your life. You can also find empathy very much so for others in your life. There is nothing more important than to look back with unconditional love, not judgment. There will be times when you think, gosh, you know, that might not have been the best choice. But then think about it. Where did it eventually lead? What did you learn from it? Where are you now? Maybe you're still learning. Um, There will be something meaningful that will come from every choice. And I also wanted to say that we need to honor the choices of others as well in their lives, that we are here freely to make choices. And a lot of times um, we'll impose our own opinions on things, and sometimes it's because people genuinely care and they're being well-meaning sometimes. This can happen a lot, for example, in health choices, which every single person um, needs to make themselves. And, And in other ways, certainly other types of life choices. You are not anybody else. You are you. And you know what is right for you. Or you can come to that conclusion if you reflect on what you're truly guided to do in many different situations in your life. I've made other choices in my life. Um, When my corporate career ended, it was a tremendously beneficial situation in terms of my family life. And I had before then actually been at home and had been fortunate to be a telecommuter part-time at home, and I made a very important choice early on. And a lot of things influenced that choice, which were not necessarily um, they, there were challenges going on at that time which actually influenced the choice, but I had no doubt that it was the right choice to be home with my child, to be a stay-at-home mother. And I worked at home part-time. That led to all kinds of other things, including later um, I had to go back to the corporate world for a while, but then I left it completely. And that had some consequences that were not easy, but I also made a choice. There were some things, um, it was a very empowering time, how that all came about, despite really reaching the pinnacle as much beyond my wildest dreams I reached in my corporate career. I totally fulfilled every expectation I ever could have had. In the same way, educationally, before that, I totally fulfilled, short of getting a Ph.D., which honestly was never a true goal um, for me. I mean, I thought about it, but I really did fulfill my educational aspirations. I still have other aspirations writing-wise, although the interesting thing, and I wanted to convey this, after I handed that um, writing to Carlton Pearson, I remember saying to myself, if this is the only thing I ever do, if this is all I ever do writing-wise at the time, then I would have fulfilled my wildest expectations. Little did I know there was more writing and speaking to come. And even in this very moment, I know there are things opening up in the new year that are quite remarkable, which I will share with you when they're more um, when they're out there, you'll know about some of these things that are happening that are occurring because of an empowered choice, because of courageously um, proposing something as opposed to just sitting passively. Now, sometimes things can happen that just kind of seem to happen. Like when I met Carlton Pearson, yes, it was empowering that I chose to have that printout and to hand it to him. That was a choice. But there were also things that synchronistically occurred to facilitate the effectiveness of that meeting. So, And so the same thing with choosing to be home with my child, although there were reasons for that that were very clear, things I never could have expected. Um, and also at that time, my health was not as good. You see, now I feel so much vitality. 
Um, but back then, you know, there were a lot of challenges back then because, you know, there were multiple things going on, and I needed to support my child um, who at that time was having some health things. And, you know, I had become really um, at that time um, – I think a lot of things were going on that are not well handled um, for for young mothers. Um, and um, it, there are things that happen because people um, just don't really support others in the way that they could. And it would have been so much simpler had um, I taken a different route. I was having trouble with sleep after my child was born. Well, because he wasn't feeding well and he was having trouble you know if your child's not sleeping well you know it's not going to be so easy for you to sleep and how that was addressed at the time was wrong and um, it would have been so much simpler just to address that this child um, just needed some help with feeding you know there were some digestive issues and then some other things happened so I look at things like that and sometimes um it's a bit upsetting to me because I feel that there are plenty of people out there who want to make money off of others, for, and they don't necessarily recommend things that are going to be helpful. Um, and there are so many other ways that are simple and yet really will genuinely assist. And in, But ultimately, that time in which I felt very, um, I, I've never felt such sapping of vitality as I did during some of that time, even as I did my best. Um, that influenced my choice to be at home, absolutely, but it was the right choice. And then over time, um, there were some good things that came out of that, and there were some other you know, other things that came out of that, but I became a very active volunteer um, and that was a very important part of my life. Um, that um, and I was in volunteer leadership roles and heading the PTO, which is like a PTA of my elementary school. And before that, in other roles, I was a room mom. There were a lot of things that happened. That then led later in life to leading a, another nonprofit organization for a time, or having even before I was president, having an influential role for many years doing public speaking, being on a stage in front of many people in my community um, because one day the MC of this festival stage left and um, that was a big deal. All of these things came out and that then is leading to my speaking in other roles to come. That's why I'm thinking about this right now, these experiences, these experiences on radio, not just here, but um, even, you know, international, local broadcast, premier radio um, network type appearances. When I used to um, go live to a local UFO festival and people recognized me as a voice um, because I'd been on this broadcast radio calling in, sharing unconditional love, being very honest about things that Carlton Pearson would have said as well. In fact, he helped me bringing that full circle to be able to be honest when I would call in. This is the honest expression of empathy and unconditional love. And yet we are bullied into being afraid. Um, you know, just like um, he said, I want to repeat this quote from Carlton Pearson. Belief compelled through fear is not belief it is blind and forced obedience. That's a really powerful quote. Um, and I actually hadn't remembered that quote until I found it this morning. I wanted kind of something relatively succinct. And, and it's perfect. It's perfect. If you are being compelled to believe something and it does not resonate truly, then you can't believe it. Maybe at one time you felt that you believed what it is. But over time, Carlton Pearson was a minister, and he sincerely believed what he believed early on. He was very active in those circles. And yet a day came where he had an epiphany, immersed 
in true unconditional love. And he changed. I had experiences in my life, things that worked with me, actually growing out of some of those challenges I had um, um, after uh, my child was born, that how I emerged and became now this person who has so much vitality and can share with you in such a way, I had to go through a rather significant journey. And part of that also involved um, something that challenged my own mortality some years later. And um, that's what also led, this was before I met Carlton Pearson, that's what helped me to awaken spiritually. We all are here on a journey. There will be twists and turns in the road. And we may not understand it, especially at the time, why certain things happen the way that they do. But we can know if we are aware and if we are empowered and we are in a space of trust with the unconditionally loving, omnipresent divine, that our way has meaning and that there is a reason for everything that happens. And yes, we are here as long as we are here. There are so many people we would have wished could be here until they're like 97. But not everybody is. We are here as long as we are here. Some of the poets I've read, they died really young, certainly people in the past, but people in the present. You know, we often think, well, you know, everybody's living so long these days. Well, that's not really true. I mean, just in the past year, I've heard of so many different situations um, where lives seem to have been cut short. Um, But no life on a soul level is cut short. It is here, any given life, we are here as long as we are meant to be here. And my speaking about Carlton today is yet another reason why, you know, he's not here right now. But he is here at a higher level. He is here at a higher level. And I'll tell you, in this past week, knowing that, and he knows this because he's across the veil, I've been working with some things in my own life, you know, just um, things that, that um, you know, we question, and yeah, sometimes we we say, "Gosh, you know, I wish I could be better here." And then we examine it, and we say, "There's been this hurt, there's been this wound," and then we work with that. And we have to realize there is such unconditional love. We all have wounding. We all have things that we continue to work with in the space of unconditional love for ourselves and for others and to really look at, you know, where did this come from? Why does it feel this way? What is at the center? And how do we work with this and find a space to greater empathy, to greater love, but also greater understanding, including of our own journeys? And how we are all working with ourselves and with one another to be in this space of authenticity and understanding and mutual consideration and empathy and love. I think I've said more than I realized I would say today. But that's what it means to do a spontaneous program as this is, and I know um, some of you now are, well, all of you are listening in the podcast, and I do hope some new people discovered the program. I don't usually do it in the morning, um, but I decided to today just because of my own planned schedule for the day, and I hope that those of you listening across time have um, been meaningfully touched by this broadcast And know that we are together. We are never separated, not from those across the veil and not from one another. We are all here as our unique selves, having a very unique experience 
We carry our past with us, but we also learn and grow from that past. Our future is unwritten. We have choices to make. May they be the choices that are guided by our most empathic hearts. Yes, as I said last week, Don Miguel Ruiz says we should aim to do our best, and that best changes under different circumstances. When I went through a time in my life where I was very tired and I didn't have the vitality I have now, it was more difficult to make choices. Now I'm thankful for the vitality that I feel, and there is more work ahead, and I have that vitality to go forward in my life to the things that are unfolding. The world has a lot of things going on in it right now that can be very frightening and dark. But as we maneuver through this world, as we deal with our challenges and our fears and those around us as well, all we can do is our best. And making empowered choices Having the courage to know this is the choice, that will help us. We are not separate from the omnipresent divine, yet we are ourselves. We can't always see what the greater divine can see. There is a greater. There is. But we're still not separated from it. It's not like it's just us. We don't know everything. We can't see everything. So things happen, but at a greater level, we are connected to that which, and I do choose to personify this. I don't make it some impersonal force. There is a loving, loving, unconditionally loving, omnipresent divine, the greater, and I won't say the lesser, because that diminishes just how special and beloved we are, but what we can't see, those of us who can't, we, when we're here on this earth, I believe we intentionally are here not being able to see just how powerful that divine is. Now, Carlton Pearson is across the veil. He can see. He can feel. He knew on this earth, he glimpsed very strongly, more than a glimpse. But now, just like in 1 Corinthians 13, you know, you fully know. How do you transition? Do you immediately fully know, or is it a process? I would tend to think it probably is a process. But how can we even conceive of how time works in that space? Is it linear? If it's not linear, how do we? How are we in that? You know, linear time is an illusion. We come up with all kinds of philosophical and mystical questions here. All I can say, as I end this program, I want to remind you that you are loved. Stay true to that guidance, which reminds you of how much you are unconditionally loved. And that will help guide your way into the future. Thank you for being here. Um, I should be here next week um, at my normal time. Um, Occasionally I will do the show at another time like today, Um, but FrontierBeyondFear.com is the website. It's a little out of date, and I'm really intending to update it because I have other reasons. I need to get it up to date this weekend, and I may add some other additions too. So that's one of my projects coming up here. So take care, everyone. I will see you next time.